welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast. I, Alice Bell, am joined this week by Colm Ahern. Hi there, Alice. And no one else. Nobody else. It is a... Sadly, this week. It is a twosome. Uh, but what a twosome, Alice. <laughs> oh, your <laughs> silence speaks Your silence yeah. speaks fucking volumes. I'm so sorry. Uh, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. It's your birthday weekend. This it was weekend. it was my birthday weekend, the last year of my mid to late twenties. Mid to late twenties. So uh do you know we're gonna the next year is I suppose a year where I can I can fob off responsibility a little bit. Really? But not <laughs> Well that's what people think, isn't it? That like in your twenties you can kind of you can be a little bit lax with certain responsibilities. Yeah, I think though that that is re- that attitude is reduced the further you get from actual twenty. Yeah. So I think as a twenty-nine-year-old, you probably still do have to, you know, bear responsibility for things. A, t- a tad bit. All right. I, I I do I do take that on board. Yes. <laughs> um. But at the same time, what is twenty-nine, Alice? Oh my God. What is it? It's just, it's a, it's a fucking nothing it's age. It's just a number. It's literally a number. I mean, 30 is literally a number as well. Yeah, but 30, just 30 is like, numbers. 30 is your dirty 30. Like, that's when you get fucked up. Like, that's a, that is a big number, isn't it? Like, for your yeah. 30th birthday, you, you properly, properly get fucked. Right? I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, I don't know. Like, every, every age after 21... Like then, because obviously like eighteen is massive. Yeah. Like I had a wonderful eighteenth birthday. Yeah. Wonderful eighteenth birthday where a busker told me to fuck off because <laughs> I was wearing a balloon animal hat, <laughs> which was good. Just banter, lads. Uh, banter, lads busker, on tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the band's bus. Um, we have you have sixteen, which is like sixteen's a big one, but nobody said nobody says, but low key sixteen's a big one because that's when you're allowed to have sex. Like that's still no, it's a not. watershed it's moment. Seventeen. Like, Legally, is it different? Legally, it's 17. Not in the UK. Are you sure? Yeah. I, fuck, I was pretty sure it was 17. It's definitely not. I All mean, right. if it is 17, I have broken the law. Oh, you're so itchy. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's like 16 is kind of a watershed one. Then you have 18 because that's when you're allowed to get pissed up. Mm-hmm. And then 21 is still kind of one, but not really because that's when you used to be allowed to vote. Yeah. But, but it's, not co- it's co- like twenty one like is seen uh, like that's when you're an adult, sort of. Yeah. Do you know? And now you're eight years out from that. Yeah. And <laughs> all the more wiser and more attractive. <laughs> so Yeah. You said that as a like it was a question. Do you want me I don't know, I don't know you're twenty one. I assume yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's that's all right. Uh sorry if you can hear the Roadworks, I don't know, roadworks, the building outside still. We are, we promise, working on the soundproofing. Mm-hmm. It's still a work in progress. Hopefully, it won't be too disruptive, but we are aware of it. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> this week, it's kind of a bumper news week because uh, a, a lot of stuff has happened. Most notably, possibly, is that. Uh, COD World War Two has been confirmed. Mm. Uh, we, like it was confirmed last week on Friday, and I know it was on Friday because it was when I got home. I got home at six thirty, and they'd fucking announced it at like six or something. That was while nice I was on the tube. 
and after I finish work. And it's one of those things where you have to go, oh, I've clocked off, but I felt like I sort of have to do this. So I had to do a little news post. But they are announcing it. Well, they've announced, they've confirmed it, and then they're doing a proper announcement reveal live stream. Yeah. Either tomorrow, if you're listening to it as a VGVG a day early, or this very day today, yeah. Wednesday the 26th. At 6 p.m. So uh, potentially you're listening. You might even be listening to this after the fact. But like, either way, the important news is that, yes, it is coming. Uh, Call of Duty WW2. It, uh, that's the one thing I am looking forward to getting confirmed. Is is it actually called WW2? I want to know. Is, or yeah. is it World War II? Well, I mean, either way, people will say World War II, right? Because WW2, there's too, too many syllables going on Nobody says WW2. No, they don't. But, well, Activision might. They might. So that's the true. This was on the box. Uh, but, yeah, so it is It is confirmed, uh, the series going back to its roots. Mm-hmm. And there was some marketing material. Yeah, this is quite funny. So, uh, it looks like potentially Australian marketing materials were leaked, mm-hmm. uh, which had a release date of November the 3rd for the launch. Uh, it had some details about how there's co-op mode, so you can, and there's an original story that you can play through in co-op mode. Uh, there's supposedly, according to this leaked thing, going to be a private beta if you pre-order it. Uh, there's multiplayer maps that are of the uh, most iconic locations from World War Two. From the battlefields, one assumes. Uh, and the story is one of uh, an unbreakable brotherhood of common men fighting to preserve freedom in a world on the brink of tyranny. Um, now, obviously, when that leaked, it was just a rumour. But we did then receive uh, a DMCA n- takedown notice because we had the images on our website. Mm-hmm. So we can't sh- like host the images but nothing in the D, uh, DMCA the takedown prevents me from telling you that we received a takedown notice from Activision for representatives so make of that what you will regarding the legitimacy of what was leaked <laughs> but like, like for argument's sake yeah. let's say that this is real yeah. just, for, ar- like, just let's for argument's sake spitballing here yeah. right uh, co-op pretty cool yeah uh, I, I, I think that that is a plus for the for the series going forward. And and what I also like about it is the fact that by the sounds of this marketing material, again, if it's real, who knows? Uh, but if it is real, uh, it it does it does give the impression that yeah, that this is separate to the campaign. This is kind mm. of a like it, what does it call it? An original story or something? Yeah, which is, uh, I mean, World War Two happened. It's <laughs> your spot on. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, when Top it says original story, I assume it's going to be that they are going to make up a person and make up their path through World War Two, mm-hmm. rather than it being you know Easy Company or well, like, whatever. The thing, like it says, it says in, in that little blurb again that uh, like it mentions um, what's it called Normandy, doesn't it? Yeah. Like. Now, this was mentioned way back on the Video Gamer podcast. Well, way back, whatever it was, a month or two ago, when yep. this was first kind of rumoured. And, like, we speculated about them potentially looking at other stories within World War Two, Like, because mm. there are so many to choose from. Oh, God, yeah. That, like, you don't just have to go for the big hitters. 
I suppose. Yeah. The ones that everyone knows. You can go for the more kind of obscure ones that like a portion of your audience mightn't really have heard of before, which would be kind of maybe, I don't know, a little bit more interesting. Yeah. But like, then you've got to balance that between getting people to buy the game. Although I suppose Call of Duty World War Two, shitloads of people are going to buy anyway. Oh yeah, like you yeah. don't. You don't need to be like it's Normandy again. Like, like you, I, I, I think they can afford to to play with it a little mm. bit. Uh, so I would. I, I don't know. I, I, ho- I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope it isn't. It isn't kind of your your quote unquote cookie cutter story of a kind of a World War Two. Although the Band of Brothers style, yeah, kind of. I mean, it doesn't mention Band of Brothers. But what does it say? A brotherhood of uh, uh, a brotherhood of common men, like. Uh, to me, that yeah. Well, this is Band of <laughs> like that's, yeah. that, to me, that's what it kind of sounds like. I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I grew up uh, around where they trained. Huh? Well, like the like the real life Band of Brothers, Easy Company. Did you? Yeah, I grew up around like um, Ramsbury, like that whole area where they did the jumps and stuff, and where they're like um, the mess hall barns that they used and stuff, which were taken down and then transported to America and then rebuilt. <laughs> Uh, and you can go like walk around the forest, and there are still like you can see where they've carved their names and trees and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've been like the shop that Dick Winters stayed in is still there. Hmm. All that kind of shit. Like, do, does does this uh, like Alice? You are a noted historian. Like, like does <laughs> right, it, do, yeah. do, does do, does this excite you? Or would you be Would you be offer a, a Call of Duty WW two I I? Yeah, I yeah definitely because I like. It, this whole thing goes in cycles, right? It's like fashion, you know, like the 80s were back, 90s are back now, that kind of thing. So we did, we had loads of World War II games mm-hmm. uh, and then sort of like the modern warfare kind of refreshed and we went to, you know, like modern warfare. <laughs> uh, and I think now is the time to go back. Definitely, because ha- I think, like I liked Infinite Warf- Warfare. I thought it was... I was. I thought it was good. It was like a less mm. good Titanfall, yeah. but still very, very good. Uh, but they have they've kind of pushed it in in the future space direction so much that the only way, and I'm talking about like the Call of Duty series as a whole, because yes, there are three development teams working on it, so everyone's kind of independent of each other, sort of. But they are still serving the one master in Activision and the one master in the Call of Duty mm. name and series. It should be pointed out as well that the. If anyone tells you that they've gone back to World War Two because of the performance of any other recent Call of Duty games, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Because the development times on these are like how many years they now? Have, they have like a three-year cycle. Three-year cycle now. So, so this game has been in development for three years. Going back has been planned for quite some time. Uh, but yeah, no, like I, uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to kind of see what, uh, what this actually turns out to be and. Mm. No matter what anyone ever says, and the way people always kind of criticize Call of Duty for annual releases and so on and so forth, fucking Ghost wasn't great. Yes, Ghost wasn't great. Fucking nine times out of ten, Call of Duty games are very, very good. Though, I mean, they know what they're doing, right? Yeah. I, I, like, I find the, like, World War II and and World War I more compelling mm-hmm. uh, I think because they really happened than you know space marines 
But with that, you have to kind of be more careful about how you treat it, I suppose. Yeah. Because, you know, if you, if, if you handle, you know, real life, real life American heroes like, mm-hmm. wrong, people will not be happy about it. But as I say, like, I think they can play with it a little bit by, by looking at stories mm. that aren't as, uh, aren't, aren't told as often mm. as kind of Normandy. But I mean, they could start with Normandy and do the, this is entirely speculation, but they could do the kind of Battlefield 1 thing and hop around and, and tell a few different stories. Mm. But it does, from that material, imply that you will be with the same group of men part of the same squad for the whole thing mm. uh, but yeah I am interested to see I don't think they'll show off very much in the reveal I, I think they'll they'll show a bit but not a huge amount I reckon they'll spaff that out at E3 you think kind of Red Dead Redemption-esque where it's just like s- establishing shots for like I don't know a minute or two yeah closer to that kind of thing than right. a full Full reveal. Mm. Like I don't think that I don't think they'll be giving it like it's out, you know, for this much or cost this much. Here's the deal. Like I think they'll they'll show a bit because mm. it's November, so I don't think they'll want to shoot the whole wad just yet. Sorry, Hopefully. I used two <laughs> similar metaphors. Then don't know why. Uh, the other news of note this week. Well, it's kind of a bumper crop of news came from uh, Reboot Develop, which is a sort of developer's... What's that? I've never heard... What's that, Alice? <laughs> it's a developer's conference that's been taking place in Croatia over the past few days, for like a week or so. Give or take, sure. yeah. Give or take. So, and a bunch of stuff came out of Develop. So first of all, we're going to start and then work our way up, I guess. Uh, Patrice Desolet, who um, was the... I only said inventor... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, the inventor of the hidden blades, Patrice yes. Desolet. Patrice Desolet, who uh, was the man who first came up with Assassin's Creed for uh, Ubisoft, uh, and then left. Kind of, there was a bit of a, a hoo ha over it, so he left Ubisoft and has been f- sort of. There was a bit of a scuffle, a kerfuffle over some IPs that he really wanted, but came up with while he was still at Ubisoft. Yep. Uh, so one of them's called uh, ten. Was it ten sixty six? Sixteen sixty six. Amsterdam. And the other one is has now been sort of shown off at uh, reboot. Mm-hmm. It's called Ancestors: The Humankind, and he's been very quiet about it ever since the kerfuffle with Ubisoft. Well, yeah. Like I mean, the. The name is just terrific. Ancestors: The Human is it the Humankind or the Humankind Odyssey? Sorry, yes, like, Human Kind Odyssey. Uh, so it's sort of Darwinian. what a delightful selection of words, <laughs> just kind of uh, kind of thrown together. And yeah, I suppose this was uh, like uh, I think we've shown it was shown off about a year or two ago, give or take. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is kind of uh, some pre-alpha kind of footage of it all running in game, apparently, and it looks very nice uh, and kind of looks to tell this story of millions of years. Yep. Um, where it's kind of like it seems kind of like survival uh, and kind of resource yeah. management are your are your two kind of key areas that you kind of have third, to look after. Third person action adventure with survival elements and resource management. Mm-hmm. And also his uh, development company is called Panache, which I think is great. Excellent. Well done to you, Patrice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they don't work on Mondays. 
Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Why that, that should be that, that should be a law in the games industry across all media, yeah, all developer, right. publisher, everything. I have several times mooted the idea of having afternoon naps. And I know, to be have, fair, I have turned it down. You have yeah, turned yeah. it down several times. But that is because I can't nap. I cannot nap. I'm, I am a I am a napless person. I'm so sorry. It it is uh, it is a quality that I've never been able to master. I've always been envious of those who can. I just can't. Once I'm asleep, I'm asleep. That's it. That's me done for the day. That is that <laughs> day done. I'm moving on to the next day. It's uh, like a video game. <laughs> yeah, Go to sleep now. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I push the time forward six hours. Uh, but yeah. So this. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it it looks pretty. Uh, it was originally meant to be released episodically, yeah. But because they have built this massive world, they're just gonna yeah release in kind of one fell swoop, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, it looks it looked sort of like it reminded me of everything in that it was like okay, it, you were little. They started off with like little microbes and then a fish and then a crocodile and then all that kind of stuff. But like a version of everything that I would not dislike <laughs> yeah as uh, much it, it it kind of because to me i i suppose it, i don't know it looks like your your kind of caveman game your i don't know far cry primal or kind of something along yeah. those lines it would be interesting if it was kind of sort of like civilization but third person so like you have to evolve from oh, okay right yeah. i mean like you have to get better and you'll discover fire one day like as and then you'll start standing up straight as a, a kind of an unapologetic Assassin's Creed fan mm. like does does this does the fact that like uh, seeing this the the fruits of the work from the creator of Assassin's Creed is this, is this kind of excite you for it yeah I mean I'd I'd hesitate to be, I mean I know this man makes IPs that I enjoy I suppose so I'm excited in that sense, but also I'm hesitant to get excited over like a minute long yep. teaser that had like an alligator and a, a chimpanzee in it. Do you know what I mean? But it does look nice. Mm. That I can say, but well, I don't want to. I'm not buying a ticket for the hype train. Okay. Just yet, but I definitely will keep an eye on it and will be interested to see more from it. I, I mean, we we got we got even less. But kind of more from another developer. Yeah. That reboot. Uh, so Jonathan Blow, he of Braid and The Witness fame, has uh, showed off kind of a demo-ish. Well, not even a demo. He just basically was like, this is the game I'm working on. Uh, and it's another puzzle game where you push blocks around. And that's kind that's of it. it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, like... Because we actually saw, like, there was no fancy trailer. Or fa- it was because it was it was basically serving a purpose. This little clip of yeah. I don't know twenty thirty seconds or whatever it was of this game that he's working on, which he says he has like twenty five hours of single player content already. Yeah, something like that. But like that was only to serve a purpose to show off his. Uh, oh God, what was it? Was it his? Was it an engine he was working on? Or was it, it, it whatever it was? Yeah. Anyway. But that was just yeah to kind of. That was only to serve a purpose, whereas obviously that's what kind of many of us latched on to. Was like, like, oh. this, this is the next thing from, yeah. from Jonathan Blow. So it's, it's top down. Uh, 
kind of two and well, no, it's top down. It is three D, but you it's top down ish. It's kind of isometric. Isometric, yeah. Um, and you're just a little man, and you it looks like you have to push a block onto the the right square, like a, a square of light. It looks mm-hmm. like, and you just push it. He changed the color of the block. He but did that, change the color. That of the wasn't block. a game feature. That was him showing. <laughs> <laughs> like you see, it, it's kind of like describing the witness, I suppose. Now I never played the witness. I know you did, and you got I, on with it to a point, didn't you? I bounced off it. Yeah, really. I played a few hours of it, and I was like, I just don't. I can't. Because like the witness can be, the witness can be stripped down basically to it's a line drawing game. Like so, like. At this point, what we saw from Blow was like, yeah, it's a block pushing game. Yeah, I put hours and hours into the witness and never finished it because I was just, I bounced off it at the uh, Tetris puzzles because I just couldn't fucking figure them out. Okay. I just couldn't, in my head, I couldn't figure out the rules to them at all. Are you a fan of his games? Did you like Braid? Uh, yeah, I like Braid, all right. Yeah, it was fine. But I will, yeah, like you say, it'll be interesting to see. What the fall? Because saying twenty-five hours of pushing blocks, like that's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours of pushing blocks. Mm. So I, I would, because uh, like even this, this little clip that he showed off, it was on a, I don't know, like a three by nine grid, where like not like the witness where yeah. you can you know try and solve a puzzle and mm. then fuck off somewhere else because you're just kind of can't figure out that one. Now again, this is like proper early prototype phase. So what this will end up in, I don't know, eight years' time when it comes out on the PlayStation 7, who knows? Like, uh, yeah, no, it, was, it was just interesting to see what, what he's working on currently. Yeah. Now, the other thing that happened, I mean, lots of things happened at Reboot, but uh, the, the one that was just agonizing in, in some ways to what, like, it made me curl my toes in into the bottom of my shoes because it was just so it's like it was like watching david brent it was like watching a car crash in real time but, actual- but like <laughs> over like an hour like it was described by rami ismail who is 50 percent of the indie studio of Lambia, and he was in the room uh as was mike biffle who's another dev um it was described as by rami as being like real life reddit basically what happened so so <laughs> break it down for me alice what are you talking about what happened here g2a mm-hmm. who are the shady key reseller mm-hmm. uh i believe company they, they, that you may have heard of they had a deal with gearbox so yeah that a lot of shit has been publicly going wrong for g2a over the past month so it was very it's had very high profile problems with um ending up selling kind of uh shady and and not working and kind of illegal fraudulent keys for quite high profile games i think for assassin's creed it had problems um uh, and it's uh it was partnered for some reason gearbox partnered with them mm-hmm. for the release of the bulletstorm full clip edition almost uh, like they didn't google them yeah, beforehand yeah. and then total biscuit was like that's what's going on here mm-hmm. uh and then, so then Gearbox were like, well, actually, we're not going to partner with G2A very publicly. So then G2A put out a statement being like, we're not that bad. Um, all this kind of stuff. And then it's just, they've been pretty shit in terms of 
selling potentially shady keys and the the where they get their keys from. It's basically like it, it's a grey market, which mm-hmm. means it is technically legal, but the original the the developers never intended their keys to be sold in this way, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's all stuff like if someone buys a bundle, they might sell one of their keys to GCA. So it'll be it's like you know how packets of crisps from multi-packs say not to be sold separately. (laughs) Imagine if. And and uh, I have I have gone into pawn shops and seen seen them sold, or do you know when you see like the coke cans? Yeah. With like I don't know, but they have like Le Coca Cola on them or something. You're like, hmm, right? Where did they come from? So it's based. Yeah, think of G two A as like a (laughs) shitty pound shop corner shop, but for digital game codes yeah <laughs> that is a fucking great way of describing them actually yeah yeah but yeah uh, like they, they were kind of so they had a, an open Q&A <laughs> why so silly to do an open Q&A like fr- from their s- standpoint like everyone hates you it was just such a, a a silly move I suppose they were Trying to give the community a voice, but it obviously didn't work out. Did it, Alice Bell? No, it didn't. So, uh, the representative for G2A, who I will hence refer to as G2A, um, it was Mario Mirek. um, And like six minutes in, he was asked, uh, was taking advantage of the grey market area, was it always going to be a part of the company's activity? Like, was it planned that you were always going to be grey market guns? Uh, and he said uh, that G2A doesn't like G2A doesn't see itself as a grey market seller, uh, and that people just don't understand their business model hmm. for a start. Okay. So six minutes in, six minutes in, already not like nobody is on board, right? <laughs> nobody was on board, and Rami Ismail was like live tweeting a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like definitely check out his his feed from that which because it was just really funny um, th- like at different points uh, G2A said that like um, getting rid of fraudulent keys from that like stopping them from selling fraudulent keys is it's like a painkiller it's not removing the source of a problem <laughs> which is like someone going like I am selling cocaine yes but if but, you but who <laughs> But who's making the who's cocaine? Who's making the lads? cocaine? <laughs> That's the real baddie here, yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean, yeah. Shoot, like, shooting a fella and then kind of going, well, I didn't make the gun, did I? And it's like, okay, no, right. I guess not, no. Uh, the, like, at one point, someone, I can't remember exactly what they ask him, but then he, like, G2A unrelatedly, G2A just, go, he just goes like, uh, by the way, 40% of our staff are women. <laughs> See this, th- most of them gamers. This, the question I can't remember what the question was either, but it was it was unrelated. It was entirely unrelated. It was basically like to anything. <laughs> it's like asking someone what's the weather like outside, and them saying, "Yeah, I'll have a cup of tea." Hang on, what the fuck are you? T- just it was <laughs> it was as if it was kind of a hail mary from yeah. from this guy to go like you know well. Forty percent. Listen, you hate us, and we do some bad stuff, but we're really hot on equality. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
And I do like the qualifier as well. Most of mo- them gamers. Most yeah. of them gamers. It doesn't matter a fuck. I can't. <laughs> Jesus. It's so good. And then, it, like, Mike Bithel, uh, he gets off so, like, just savage. Just completely savage. And in fairness, he then goes, I know I'm not going to make any friends here. So, no, no, you're not. Uh, it kind of, I, I believe, implied that uh, it was on the devs to not, like, if they don't want you know their keys resold and stuff they should just like just lock di- digital keys mm. like, just like like it was just crazy and then Mike, Mike Bithell gets up and says because they offer a, a deal on certain keys uh, where they will give 10% of the funds to the devs for um doing like you know making sure that then their keys are, are real and like doing all security stuff so gta will take 90 percent, and then the devs get 10 percent of the resale right right uh and my bithel was like what do you what are you doing that entitles you to the 90 percent?" he said like you know what are your workers 40 percent of whom are women like what are they doing to earn that 90 percent and gta uh said um uh well they do like um I think he said like PR, right? Uh, and market they, they do marketing. And Beth was like, "Is it just marketing?" Or <laughs> and G two I went, well, "They do like security and stuff as well." Beth just went, "Yeah, good job, good job." <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, the G two A situation is just an absolute shitstorm, and this kind of open forum has so it's like adding petrol to a, a fucking uh, to a fire. It was amazing. It's amazing. They ask like uh, all kinds of stuff about how their actual um, biz, like the the their shop front is basically really bad. Like the process of of buying stuff from them and refunds and stuff is just terrible and really complicated. And he was like, "Yeah, we know it's not perfect. Okay, <laughs> are you gonna fix it? Yeah, like they yeah, only yeah. they only start doing stuff when they're called out on it. Like they're not sorry about what they're doing. They're sorry they get caught. Yeah." And they issued a statement again as well to Eurogamer. We're basically saying, like, we, no, we're actually fine. Like, we're not a grey market. Like, you are, mate. Mm. I mean... You, you're 100%. Because I, I, when, when... Yeah, when the, this was... Uh, or I saw this kind of floating around Twitter and stuff. Uh, and I kind of tuned in. I, I, I expected... I don't know. I, I, well, I'm not really entirely sure what I expected. But uh, maybe for, for G2A to own it... And just kind of go, yeah, look, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, we are a grey market seller. Um, we do these things. We make money. Fuck off, basically. In yeah. a in a kind so just of be mo- like, in businessy talk, probably. Yeah. Until you make it illegal, fuck you. Yeah. Like. Uh, but no, they just double down on the kind of the nice guy act. And <laughs> I, I mean, it clearly didn't work. No. Yeah, it didn't work. Just didn't Bithel said that, like, the, the, he said, I think, the mic wasn't picking up, but people were heckling and just kind of laughing and shouting and stuff as well. Because it was a room, it's like a developers' conference. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be on your side. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know who, like, like you say, like, who there was like, guys, I tell you what would be a good idea uh, during this time of shaky PR for us. Mm-hmm. Do a Q&A. 
uh, developers conference, which will be live streamed and then archived yeah. on the internet. In a room full of uh, disgruntled developers. Like, it's just so stupid. Almost feel sorry for him, except obviously, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, my and finally this week. I almost forgot I had one. It's a very short one. It's just they've uh, officially confirmed that Ganon from Legend of Zelda has got a last name. Yeah. Ganon like... Murphy. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. Okay. Well, he's, he's an Irish boy. <laughs> he is. Uh, no, um, uh, this is interesting. What, what is his surname, Alice? It's Dragmire. Dragmire. Ganondorf Dragmire. Uh, it was, I believe, in an English... It was mentioned in an English translation of... A, like a, uh, link, a link to the past or yes, something? Yes, of one of the old, older games. And people just kind of thought like it was a translation thing because it's a bit of a shit name. Mm. Uh, but it's now on the official uh, website that his name is Ganondorf Dragmire. Which, I mean... Great. <laughs> fair play. <laughs> no, we just need to find out what Link's surname is. I, see that's if he, true, actually. I mean, I'm guessing he would have something... It's not going to be Link Smith. Like, no. Or could it be Din? Oh. See? See? (laughs) Wasn't that good? Um, We're going to move on. Uh, You've played some Little Nightmares, which I I fucking love. I have played some Little Nightmares, yes. Uh, You have played all Little Nightmares. nightmares. Um, So, I mean, I, I can only compliment what you have said on the website videogamer.com yeah because uh, we are a website first and foremost yes should point out uh, but like yeah it was a game that I, I was very much uh, interested in because this uh, Tarsier had obviously they had a hand in uh, I think it was was it little, uh, they were one of the, the developers involved in Little Big Planet 3 yeah I believe they did there was, um, it, the the and they did they did the Vita one, the, yeah. Uh, which so I think they, I think that was them solely, which I I really liked the Vita, a uh, little big planet, mm. which is kind of a little bit darker and a bit more, slightly more twisted, well, than, um, than previous entries in the series, which is exactly what Little Nightmares is. Yeah. it is kind of like an alternate universe, uh, little big planet sort of. Yeah, just because it's like it's not. I don't think it's scary. I. There's one or two little jumps, but for the most part, it's it kind of it goes for the kind of unsettling nature of uh, like in in the game. It tries to kind of yeah. make you feel uneasy rather than like you know jump scares and yeah, try and kind of get a reaction out of you out of you that way. I did find it frightening, but in a not in a ah jump scare way, in a uh, kind of. Like, this is horrible. I, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. This is... It's. It felt like when I was little... Because I, I told you I was scared of the dark when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I used to sleep with the covers over my head. And it felt like when I was like waiting to fall asleep or beaten by a monster. Like that period before I actually fell asleep. Mm. Of just kind of being a bit tense and upset. I mean, but, it is called Little Nightmares. Yeah, it is. But it it, it definitely plays on... And that sort of, that childlike nature where uh, everyday things are terrifying because they're just, they're bigger. Mm. And in the dark, certain lighting 
can make things that are normal. They can make them kind of look like monsters or just kind of... I suppose the unknown is very scary. So, like, like in this, where, like, you're a, a small little girl in a yellow Mac kind of running around... Because you're basically... You're running away from adults. That's, that's what you're doing. But adults that have been kind of morphed into these scary-looking beings... Uh, like speculate I haven't finished yeah. the game like that have kind of morphed um, because of I don't know your perception of what adults are that's kind of what childhood is really yeah do you know like these grown ups are terrifying because they're fucking huge when you're tiny <laughs> uh, so like yeah and it's like I, I was mentioning to you I um, I came across one part like I, it's a short game. It's just I have been playing it in kind of like fits and starts, which maybe isn't the way to play it. Um, uh, over the last couple of days, and it there was one part when I was playing it last night that I don't really want to get into because it's kind of a little bit spoilery, but that I didn't really like because it <laughs> it changes what the game is like for a split second. But it's quite a big moment, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it kind of changes what the aim of the game is. And it's kind of a bit... I, mean, I found it kind of counterintuitive to what the game teaches you uh, all along. See, I had literally no issue with it at all. And I know also there's another bit that took you, what, but, six goes? But that was... So I think you might just be bad. I... I think you're wrong No, the, f- the first... The first one, yes. The first one was... Because I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I mean, I can say that. That was literally just going from A to B, but you have to go through this kind of shoes, basically, right? That's not yeah. fucking spoiling anything. And I, I was couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. Apparently nothing. Because, I don't know, I did it in the end and I didn't change anything. But the second one is not... Is, I'm gonna, that's not me being bad. That is the game not, not, not teaching me that this is a viable option. Which, when... But I, li- like... It, I did it first time, though. I have heard other people coming across the same issue. Fine. I mean, it's all right, Alice. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't... It, it, I, I know you loved the game. That's fine. We're allowed to have different opinions. No. I'm not saying I didn't... No. I, 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 am, I am enjoying it. Uh, I have been playing Outlast 2... And as you listen to this, probably the the review will either be imminently or already be on the site. Um, it's fine. <laughs> okay, this is scary now in a different way. Yes, this is the jump scares that we we previously mentioned. So, like, okay, it's it's fine. Well, like, so it is if, an average video game. If you liked Outlast, you will like Outlast too. It's very similar, I think, um, the, to the point that there was a bit where I had to go turn on a generator. Um, it is in some ways better than Outlast because the environments, particularly the early stages, do feel more like a real place rather than just kind of an arena in which to be frightened, mm. which I kind of felt like Mount Massive was. It doesn't. Um, it's not as repetitive as um, Outlast became, which I think was a criticism that a lot of people had that you kind of, the first few hours were great, mm-hmm. but then you repeated the same loop of kind of gameplay over and over again. 
That was my like yeah. The, like that was my issue with it was that big scare and like really tense moments, yeah. and then you're in an area and it's like right, you're locked here. Find the two or three yeah. things to unlock it, and then it just yeah, yeah. kind of became rinse and repeat. So it doesn't have that. It does feel like you're sort of pushing forwards to a, a thing that you are making progress, and that you're you know it doesn't feel as stagnant in that way. However, and I don't know if I'm just sounding like a kind of world weary prick, basically, but I just I a I didn't think it was that scary actually. This one. Well, I mean that's if it, if it's if that's its main aim, and it doesn't. I mean, it does that, do the. It does do the kind of jump scares and the hiding. It does have tense bits and stuff, um, but it also feels a bit more scripted and kind of there's a lot more there's a lot more sort of straight lines in it I guess mm. so um, there is less potential to just run into someone unexpectedly because you sort of know where they all are kind of thing um, the like I just for whatever reason I just sort of knew when I was supposed to be scared I guess uh, there are it's basically split between you you play like John Q Everyman um whose uh, name is Blake Langerman. Uh, and Blake he, Langerman? Yeah. Uh, and Blake... Langerman. Langerman, yeah. Spell it, please. Why? Just Can you spell it, please? L-A-N-G-E-R-M-A-N. Perfect. What? Carry on. What? I just... I wanted to make sure that the man was called Langerman. Yeah. And he and his wife are... Disgustingly, childhood sweethearts, and uh, they are now uh, journalists. So he's a cameraman, and she does a piece of camera. And they're investigating a strange death in an area. Helicopter crashes, um, and Lynn Blake's wife just you know disappeared. You have to go find your wife, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you basically the survival element is that you have crashed into uh, the village of a group of religious fanatics. Uh, half of whom are fanatically religious about God and think it's the end of days. Good, good. And the other half uh, who are fanatically religious about Satan and also think it's the end Oof. of days. No, not good. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so obviously they're at an impasse here. <laughs> the yes. Pe- the locals. Uh, and right. it is like, there is more detail, there's more sort of set dressing and stuff, but I just felt it was not, it wasn't really very subtle. And I just like, it's it's kind of horrible uh, and it does go places, but when it, like, it, like there's a lot of horrible stuff, and it has like a warning, in the, and it says like sexually explicit, violent, you know. Uh, there's uh, suggestions of child abuse. Uh, there is, you know, suicide, all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but uh, I did rather than so in the way that Little Nightmares unsettled me. Mm-hmm. This didn't unsettle me because I was just I just sort of did a kind of bleak sort of mental arithmetic where I was like yeah okay pit of dead babies equals horrible yeah I know that I know that's horrible but I was also like <laughs> like oh okay heads on spikes horrible people who have been played alive horrible there, there's a lot of horrible stuff in it but my response is that's horrible yeah I, I, <laughs> but it, it, it never it, it didn't make you wince it didn't make you no Right, okay. There's a lot. It's very... The themes around it are very, uh, like, sexual and stuff. There's a, like... It splits between you running around the, the village and, and then eventually some mines and stuff. And then 
Blake having flashbacks to when he was a child in school, which I found more creepy. And I think that's kind of the issue. It's sort of half trying to be kind of jump scary uh, and half trying to be like psychologically kind of unsettling and horrible as well. And I don't think it it's trying to be all things to all horror fans, I guess. And it doesn't, and do, doesn't, it doesn't do either well yeah. enough. So it's sort of going like, oh, look at all the blood and horrible stuff. And then we'll kind of look at you and spookily go like, child abuse is bad. And it's like, yeah, right. I, yeah, I know. Because there's like, obviously, there's a lot of themes here. They've really fucking ran the gambit in terms of like yeah, yeah, taking all, all these heavy themes. So it's all to do with like lust and sex and death and then Catholic guilt and, mm. uh, and that kind of thing. And it's, it spells its themes out quite a lot as well, which I never like. I feel if you have to explicitly say it, out loud you're not like show don't tell motherfucker like, there's no subtlety to it not really like because blake basically one of blake's it suggested blake's sheltered friend uh killed herself and so he has flashbacks to the school and stuff and you hear her you know screaming and being upset and the, and like there's a big hanging placard that just says responsibility that's supposed to be part of like the school you know accoutrement yeah but it's just, I'm like, yes, I get it. He feels responsible. Mm. <laughs> uh, or there's literally, like, he can film stuff with his camera. With The camera stuff is still good. The night vision oh, stuff, that's yeah, still is good. That, is that still there? The that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then okay. the resource management with the batteries and stuff. That's still good. Like, that's a good formula, I think. And does, does that create some bit of tension where... Yeah, because like, it's, yeah. it's scarier for some reason, right? The yeah. night vision is scarier than not being able to see anything at all. Yeah. But... Uh, like you can film stuff and then watch it back and he'll say something over the top of it like it you know uh, and there's one where he because obviously he starts being driven to distraction and there's one where he he films a thing and says like uh loving god and hating god are the same thing and i i was like yeah okay mm. <laughs> i don't feel it does I don't feel it does anything groundbreaking. It does go to horrible places, but I don't feel that in itself is necessarily a recommendation if you feel like the journey there was for no reason kind of thing. Hmm. Like, it's like, this is horrible. And. Yeah. But I liked the school bits more. I know some people really did like it and think it's amazing. I don't think it's better than, like, I still think Resi 7 is better. Uh, and in some ways, I, I think it's kind of a wash without last for me. Just because it, it does some things better and does some things less good as well. You are almost a Jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly listen? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Yay! Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you... Alice Bell, and only you, Alice yeah. Bell, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 1990. All right. Clue number two, I have appeared in five video games in total, with my most recent appearance coming in 2009. Okay. Clue number three... Those I come across have an issue with the pronunciation of my name. Okay. Clue number four. Speaking of, my middle name is, depending on how, how you pronounce it, uh, Ulysses. Or Ulysses. Ulysses, yeah. Okay. You can pronounce it two ways. No, you can't. Yes, you can. 100%. No, you can't. 100%. Clue number five. 
Uh, piracy is a common. Have you have you a guess yet? No. No. Thought, you, thought you'd be after getting it by now. Clue number five. Piracy is a common problem in the games industry, but I have it especially bad. I thought you'd be after getting it. No, I know. thought you'd be after getting it. Right. Clue number one. I'll go through them once more. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 1990. Yeah. And I will say, right, because it, because it's just you, I tailored this for you. What? Yeah. Oh. Uh, clue number two. I have appeared. Oh, in oh, 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 stop. Alice Bell. Uh, Guy Rush Street. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's way too long. <laughs> what, way too long. Was there... I mean, I thought the last one was a dead giveaway. I, w- I was going to say... I have it especially bad with the undead kind to really kind yeah, of... Yeah, to, to hammer that one To home. hammer it home. But yeah, to, my, like... I think it's because when you said, like, the latest one was in 2009. Like, I'm not really... Up on your like, monkey islands. Well, I am in uh, one sense and in another not because the the later ones and the episodic ones, I didn't really enjoy that much. Right. So, I'm, you know, but yeah, that took me way too long. <laughs> but yeah, uh, to go through the clues, my first appearance in video video game came in 1990, of course, with the first monkey island. Yep. I have appeared in five video games in total with my most recent appearance. Coming in 2009, obviously, Alice, not a major fan of the most recent <laughs> appearance. Uh, yeah, those I come across have an issue with the pronunciation of my name. Di- I mean, I'm not a Monkey Island fan, so I didn't know that, but apparently that's an, uh, kind of an ongoing gag throughout the game. Yeah, yeah, they they call him other things, but they're, they're definitely not two ways to say Ulysses. <laughs> there is. They're 100%. I'm surprised such a learned woman as yourself does it has never heard of now I would pronounce well hang on clue number four speaking of my middle name is Ulysses or Ulysses 100% people who call says it well. Ulysses people do people I mean I don't know I don't know what to say to you but people do pronounce it that way as well well they're wrong right like, anyway uh, clue number five uh, piracy is a common problem in the games industry but I have especially bad of course yeah because of uh so, well done, Alice. <laughs> I mean, a hollow, so a hollow victory, but a victory nonetheless. Default, default, default. Let's throw to some questions now. Let's. For the last few minutes. Um, every week we tweet from at videogamer.com, which is our Twitter handle, asking with a nice gif these days as well. Colm always puts a gif. Uh, asking for questions which we will then answer. Social media manager. <laughs> yeah, social media manager, Colin Mahan. Uh, what have we got? Oh, okay. Uh, why does the mainstream press not review new games for old consoles, Dreamcast, Mega Drive, etc.? Says Tom Charnock. Sort of answered your own question when you say mainstream. Mm. Because we are, I mean, video games, websites and publications are technically specialist press yeah because video games still count as a specialization uh but covering stuff like dreamcast mega drive etc is a specialization within a specialization so you have retro sites um and and retro mags and stuff that will cover that but for mainstream websites such as ourselves unless we have bags of time yeah there's not too much in it for us because unless like we're well into doing it like if Colin was like, Alice, I'm well into to Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Can I do some Dreamcast stuff? I'd be like, yeah. Because it's always good to get people writing and doing stuff on what they're passionate about. But there, there isn't... 
like there isn't a massive market for that. Yeah. Do you know? More people want to hear about Outlast 2 uh, than want to hear about... Because I know it does happen from time to time. Uh, like a couple of months ago, I know there were... I can't fucking... I'll never be able to remember the name of the game, but I know there was like a Dreamcast game came out. And like you, you do every now and again come across this. Uh, but like it's it's such a rarity... And the market isn't that large. And either of us aren't majorly interested in it. So, like, it kind of it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But as Alice true. said, there are there are specialist sites within this specialist uh, fucking <laughs> bubble uh, that cover that stuff anyway. So There you go. Uh, Ross McMahon wants to know, did Colm have a wonderful birthday time? I did. I had a lovely birthday. <laughs> And I had, I woke up on my birthday and I had cake for breakfast. You did. So I'm an adult and I'm allowed to do that now. <laughs> so yeah, there was, there was three cakes. There was one, there was two of them were lovely and one of them was shit. Um, but they were homemade um, and I very much appreciated that. But uh, yeah, well, there's, um, it was lovely. A wonderful birthday. Very good. We went to the pub. It's good fun. Had a few drinks. Mm. Uh, what we got oh this is topical following out last two what do you think makes a good horror game or what gameplay elements scare you the most from at Ono oh Shiditto that's I, I personally find that difficult to answer because I I don't like being scared I like tension and mm. I like like to compare it to uh, I suppose in in film like, I'm not a major fan of horror. I'm not a major fan of uh, your kind of... I'm trying to think of an example. No, I can't. But just your, your quintessential horror movie. But I did recently see Get Out, which almost tricks you at the start into thinking that it is a horror, but kind of pulls more... Mm. Uh, kind of goes down the direction more of a thriller as time goes on and that's what I gravitate towards I gra- like, and in games I would say something like Alien Isolation which I fucking love yeah. I mean it's one of the best games of the last couple of years uh, because it's there's, there's a tension and there's an atmosphere kind of created there um, but it's not it's, it's not like as, as you said uh, about um, the kind of you know oh uh, there's a dead baby or there's a fucking I don't know whatever scary man with yeah. like an axe and stuff like that doesn't interest me as much so I don't know I find that kind of a more difficult I find that a difficult question to answer because that's yeah. not what I gravitate towards that see again I like I have got a lot better with horror games and I enjoy them more now because I've had to play more of them mm. I think um but I do think, like you, I prefer something like Little Nightmares, which did make me feel tense. Mm. I pref- prefer the kind of tension and kind of horrible unsettlingness rather than your kind of, uh, like, who's a filmmaker that I mentioned the other day? Who did Hostel? Um, not a clue. <laughs> anyway, that guy. I don't like his films because they don't, I like I prefer things that kind of I feel like jump scares and stuff are good the first time you do them but they don't really stay with you afterwards 
Yeah. And, th- like, there is a market There's for it. There's definitely a market for it. I understand. Like, I thought... Um, like, I, w- I would never be so uppity and be like, oh, it's just a load of jump scares. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is definitely a market for it. Dick, and like. people do it because they work. Yeah. You know? But like, I, I like the games more that then make me unsettled after I've turned the game off. Mm-hmm. If I'm still a bit unsettled, I think that's a better horror game. Yeah. For me. Um... We'll do one more. Uh, favorite final level of a game. Mine is the tower from Near Automata. Suicide Mission Mass Effect 2. Drop mic. Uh, sh- fuck. Um, that's t- I mean, uh, fuck it. That's tough. Uh, so that's from uh, Sam Wilkinson. The the last one in the original Hotline Miami is quite good, actually. Um... See, because you've mentioned Suicide Mission, that's all that's in my head. No, and I can't get that out. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because that's very good. It's very good. The first time you do it, it's so so tense the whole way through because you're like, I don't, I don't want any of them to die. And yeah. It's all on me. Bar the very end, which is fucking rubbish, <laughs> which is absolute, which brings it down a little bit, where you fight the Terminator. Basically, that's not great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Suicide Mission. I will back you on that, Alice. That is that's a good show. Cheers. Uh, we will leave it there this week, unless you are a VGBG, in which case we're going to do extra podcast right now in a second, coming right up. Uh, if you're not and you'd like to be, you can go to patreon.com forward slash video gamer. Um, but thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, Videogamer.com is the website. YouTube.com forward slash video gamer TV is our YouTube channel. Uh, we are. This podcast is on... It's on Stitcher, right? It's on, it's on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Acast, Player FM, all of your podcasting apps. All your podcasting apps now. We've put it on loads of them. So cheers for that. Uh, and I hope you have a lovely week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.